This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to SignalsMedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really? Coming up for episode 133, that viral gator is more viral. Start saving your nickels, nerds, and it'll be the greatest sequel of all time. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. This is I Remembered It Better, a podcast experiment in geek nostalgia. Come on, bark like a dog for me. Ooh, I done a bad thing. We're on a mission from God. This is my boomstick. Kiss my converse. Look what's extraordinarily bad. I got a bad feeling about this. Now, here are your hosts. Oh, no. Not again. Welcome to I Remembered It Better, the show that takes a look back and asks, was it as good as we thought it was? Coming to you from Dayton, Ohio, where I need nerdy naming advice. I'm Cliff Haddix, also known as Revit Geek, and I'm joined in tonight's analytical look back. Bye from Atlanta, Georgia, with a move so stupid and embarrassing, it must be shared here for some reason. Ryan, all good. Hey, Cliff, what's going on? That's uh, uh, that's some alliteration you got going on there in your it, your intro. It, it, it kind of it came along there. It came along Need there. Need nerdy naming. Nerdy naming advice. Well, as we as we teased on the previous show. Uh, the van is nearing the end of its run. Ah. In fact, uh, we we went out and uh, test drove a new vehicle that will become part of the family on Saturday. We're going to finish the paperwork then. We've already put a deposit down, but we're waiting for some funds to free up to make the final down payment and start the financing and everything. I just saw um, that last batch of heroin. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I dig up that last uh, that last uh, canister that Walt had buried in the desert for us. Right. And... Um, I had we, for the for the past ten years, you know, the maroon Honda Odyssey. We've just called Audi. That's been the nickname. Um, so I can't. I don't feel like calling that. We are getting another Honda Odyssey uh, because if you if you make me a car that will go two hundred eighty thousand miles, by golly, I'll buy another one of those. <laughs> um, and so we don't want to just. I don't want to just call it Audi too. I, I, that's you know kind of boring. Electric um, blue. A boogaloo, yes. Although we could do it. That if I did call it Audi Two Electric Boogaloo, that might be okay. Yeah. But um, it's it's a white Odyssey. Uh, my wife has already ruled out the Caucasian sensation. She said we can't do that. Ah. Uh. Um. Uh. She suggested noodle or yogurt. Mm. Uh, none of those really rang with me. Uh. And then I started down a stormtrooper route. Oh, TK four two one. TK four two one is exactly yes. what I said. <laughs> Is exactly what I said. Well, That's they were TK421. And I had to explain to her who TK421 was. And what? eventually. What? You had to explain uh, to her who TK421 I did. It's been a while since you watched the original movie. She's breaking my heart. So, well, I also suggested FN2187. Uh, and she was like, oh, I said, or Finn. Maybe we could call it Finn. Um, but then I'd have to put a, a red blood smear down the front of it, and that could cause problems, you know. For people, uh, I mean, so. that, I, once you hit your first hobo, that pretty much takes care of itself. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't say go looking for him. Like, I'm not telling you to go murder a hobo. I'm just saying, you know, manslaughter a hobo. Oh, man. Uh, well, I'm not going to do that. But I'm I'm still torn. I mean, I mean TK421 is definitely yeah. kind of in the running lead TK421's for me right now. TK421's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't but, think of uh, any but, other famous stormtroopers, really. Yeah. But uh, Audi 2 Electric Boogaloo, now that you say that, mm-hmm. that could also 
I could also uh, weigh in. Audi so I uh, to the revenge. Audi to the revenge. The quickening. Yeah. This time uh, it's personal. Yeah. <laughs> this time it's personal. Uh, in 3D. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All those little movie neighbors uh, we can put on yeah. there. We can put on there. But what is this move so stupid and embarrassing it must be sure? This is so dumb. And even right up until this moment, like I'm considering bailing out on sharing this story because it just feels so dumb and, and, and just such an amateur move. Anyway, but I'll share it because, you know, I think all three listeners are, are going to be kind <laughs> <laughs> to me about this story. Our guest is saying, why have I wasted my time for just three listeners? I really hope she has something to read, honestly. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, as you as you know, like a few months ago, like I started like raising, like straight shaving my head, keeping it kind of, and it's it's a real pain in the ass because to keep it where I want it, like I have to shave my head about at least three, maybe four times a week, um, and that that's kind of a drag. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, let's see if we can't find a corner to cut here. Um, so. <laughs> Courtesy of science, there's all kinds of things to help with uh, with hair removal like that. Oh no! And so I was like, well, you know, this this little Nair product might work. <laughs> and uh, the, and, the person in this that's on the podcast who has experience with Nair is already snickering. <laughs> yeah, and just. Uh, Look, Ryan, I, I've been trying so hard to be quiet up to this point. Stay, stay but, but, man, Go if ahead. you had said Floby, it would have been all over. But Nair, out, man, out. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I've, you know, I've, I've used it I've used it before, but never on my head. <laughs> and that is another story. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. That, that, oh, that my. That's actually, oh well, my. that's probably the next story, actually. But, uh, okay. no, no, no. So, so, you know, so I'm... In a very don't run with scissors kind of moment, like I'm just like reading the bottle and like smearing this crap on my head, and as as I'm reading through, like I'm reading the instructions, and the very first thing they put on it, like the very first thing they put on there, is read warning section before using. I'm like, well, I'll get to that in just a second. So, <laughs> and right on the right on the noodle it goes, and and so I'm reading like, okay, leave it on for this long, then do this, then do that. And I'm like, all right, this is pretty all right. Oh, yeah. And all I can think about, like, oh, man, this is going to be so much better. Because, like, I cut the sh** out of my head when I shave too. <laughs> like, I I mean, there's an episode a few weeks ago where it's, where I think I referenced, like, the Dexter scene in my bathtub uh, where it looked like I basically dissected uh, my skull. But uh, so I was I was really excited. Places for it to go in when you when you slathered that nair right on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, well, it's and it's been a while since I've shaved my head because um, I've just been really busy. So, uh, so I was was so excited. I was like, man, this is gonna simplify everything. Uh, This is a real thinker move here. All good. High five. Um, And then I get through the instructions. I'm ready to get started. And I'm like, all right, warnings, use here, use here. Don't use on your head. And I'm like, well, <laughs> surely they don't mean that. I feel like they should have <laughs> moved. I feel like they should have moved that more to the top. Um, they clearly said read the warnings before using. Put, don't say that. Just put the warnings at the top, man. <laughs> so. A quick Google search reveals why you're not supposed to do it, which is basically because it hurts like holy hell. But I was like, well, maybe it hurts regular guys. But 
but not this guy. Not Mud Runner Ryan not Allgood. Mud Runner Muay Thai Ryan Allgood. So, um, turns out it does. Like it, it really doesn't matter how many, how often you go to kickboxing and and how abusive you are to your shins. <laughs> Chemical burns are different. That 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 still hurts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it turns out I'm also nothing a bullet can't stop. But uh, so I so I get and I'm following the instructions like okay wipe off with a damp cloth. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like it hurts. I, like I mean, in, in that instant I was Gollum in the shower with an elven rope around my neck like it burns us. <laughs> and uh, I got news for you, buddy. It doesn't get any better when you try and douse it with water and stick your head under and like. No. So, um, there's a very specific reason why the video feed is not on tonight. For one, uh, well, it actually doesn't look as bad anymore. The the redness is gone. I don't quite have that two-face thing going on on that side of my head anymore. Or the Deadpool thing. So you uh, go to the office and be like a testicle with teeth. Yeah, a testicle with teeth. Yard. Yeah, it looked like uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds got bit by a radioactive shar- uh, Sharpe. No, yeah. no, but I do have that like cat with mange thing happening on the top of my head. Ugh. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a rest, and then tomorrow, like, I've just gotta grin and bear it and razor the rest of that off because I'm not going into the office looking like that. Oh goodness! You you will hear my screams all the way in in Dayton, Ohio, and Harrisburg, or town just outside of Harrisburg. <laughs> and let's address that. Joining us in the third chair from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, where at least for this podcast, she won't have to roll an issue of it's Genesee. Hello. Hello. So, it has been, and we were talking about this off here. Let's go talk about it here. You were on one of our early, early, early episodes. Like maybe we had just broken the double digits. <laughs> um, maybe episode 11 or 12 to talk about um, Dungeons and Dragons. And it certainly has nothing to do with the how well you did that it took this long to get you back. I, oh, <laughs> I, I don't, it just, I don't know. It just hasn't, <laughs> hasn't worked out. And I was like, we have, I'd said to Ryan, we haven't had Genesee on it forever. We should do that. <laughs> and, uh, and here, and we're so glad that you're back with us this week. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So how are things in Harrisburg? Oh, you know, it's, it's, we're in Harrisburg. Okay. Do you have any, <laughs> do you have any nair injury stories to share with us? Um, you know, I do believe that once I tried to use it thinking I would do, like, arm hair, like armpit hair, and mm-hmm. I had a similar experience where it was mm-hmm. one of those uh, one side, I have a wonderful right arm now forever with very little hair, and left arm, I was like, uh-uh, I- I'm not no. doing that again. So, <laughs> no, it's like it's like those, uh, those movies you see where a guy gets his chest waxed, and he does, like, one strip or two strips, and then he says, I'm not finishing this. <laughs> awkward and awful. No, no one should use Nair. It's, it's no, it is it's chemical okay. burning yourself. Oh yeah, but I mean, and it's, but it's, it's an alkaline, caustic material, right? So that's if it is so awful, though. How does it still stay on the market? Is it just that effective, and people are willing to go through that much well, punishment? It hurt everything. Like <laughs> use it right. Like uh, okay, you know. I think there's just that many new people born that grow to a point where they would like to remove their hair, and then they try it once. And then hey, people, I'll try this. More people are born. It just cycles enough so that the company stays successful. 
I'll try sriracha. Oh, I have to buy it in this huge bottle. Okay. so that, yeah. <laughs> I think one of the I'm most st- tragic and, and honestly sad stories I've ever heard, and I've never found anything funny about this story, though, was the um, the hazing incident that took place one year um, where a bunch of kids had their shampoo replaced with Nair. Oh. And ended up losing like clumps of hair, and it and it wasn't it was girls like they had this long hair uh, now like patching. It was like it, I'll I'll find a lot of dark like really funny. Um, that never no that that's never, not that never even so much as made me smile. That that was that in the movie Matilda. I feel like that's what happened to that movie where her her father was kind of mean and she replaced his hair tonic with some sort of nair. And oh, yeah? Mm. Yeah, or maybe... I, I feel mm. like that was in a movie recently. Uh, in Police Academy 2, they replace the guys uh, with uh, super glue, but uh, that's that's a different one. So, hmm. Wow, I just reached back for Police Academy 2. <laughs> yes, you did. I'm just impressed. Oh. To me, all the Police Academy movies run together in just like this gooey, runny snot of... Not, uh, not very impressive movies to me. Uh, yeah. Back when Mel Gibson so. was young and worth watching. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Wait, no, you're thinking, you're thinking of thinking Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Weapon. Oh, my God. Lethal Weapon and Police Academy are two very different breeds. <laughs> <laughs> to a degree, Police Academy maybe. is your Steve Gutenberg and uh, Bubba... Oh, what was his last name? Uh, Bubba Smith? Bubba Smith uh, was in it, and... Oh, I can't remember any of the others, but yeah, that's I mean, very still different. the time when Mel Gibson was young and worth. It was, it's yes, fun. yes, and and wasn't a blatant, uh, you know, anti-Semite you know, on a regular basis. So, yeah, th- those were happier times, much happier times. Wait, so but let's stick to the happy times. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Was this the one with Kim I... Cattrall? Because I love her very much. Yeah, she was in the first one. Kim Cattrall was in the first one, um, and none of the sequels. But she was in the first. Because she got smart. Yeah. <laughs> She went on to Mannequin. Uh, <laughs> no, she didn't get that smart. Okay? Didn't get that smart. <laughs> and Big Trouble in Little China. That was a good And then so she, uh, she did, what's that series uh, about fashion in New York? Oh, that's Sex in the Sex City. Sex in the City. Yeah, that, that came out a number of years later. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's done all right for herself. She's done just fine. She's done just fine. Well, geeks and fanboys and fangirls, we're always going to be starting on the looking back, so let's continue with it. Call us what you want. We all have things we love and obsess over. We often hold a special place for the things of our childhood. Webster's Dictionary defines nostalgia as a wistful or excessively sentimental yearning for a return to or of some past period or irrecoverable condition. So how many of the things that we have geeked out in the past and may still to this day are really as awesome as we remember? And how many of them have we overhyped in our memory to the point that a second look will have us saying, why did we like this? So what geeky goodness have you been into this week, Ryan? Well, I'm kind of ashamed to say that after years and years of being clean and sober, uh, I have fallen back into the MMO junk. Oh, oh, oh. I'm, I'm doing the... I'm doing the stuff again. I'm back. Uh, which which flavor? Uh, Star Wars Old Republic. Okay. Which is, uh, mm-hmm. a, I mean, it's a really great. It's a really great game. Um, uh, it's a. I mean, it's a great game. It's a great MMO. Uh, I, you know. So I blame it as like like with anything. Like a friend got me got me back on it. You know, a quote unquote friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Um, She's a she's a good friend of mine. She's uh, really computer savvy. She buys like laptops on the cheap, upgrades their hardware, and then resells them. 
So I had mentioned that, you know, my computer is starting to go. Um, it's the reason, like, I stopped playing Old Republic and, and a couple other things. So she hooked me up with um, this fantastic machine. Uh, you know, it's got uh, one of its two hard drives. is a is a, It's about a 100 gig solid state Ooh. drive. Uh, I mean, just she upgraded the RAM right before she, she gave it to me. I mean, essentially everything came out to... If you bought this same machine retail, like set up like this, it's about twelve hundred dollar machine. Uh, she sold it to me for three hundred. Uh, nice. Yeah. That's a good friend. That's that's a friend you're gonna have to help get rid of a body for. Um, yeah. No. And I and I would. She she's a good friend. She's part of my Saturday night uh, gaming group. Um, you know, it's uh, I I'd happily help her, help her dispose of a body um, if if that. necessary. What's that? No one heard that. No one heard that at all. No one, yeah, no one heard that. No one heard that. No? Yeah. Okay. You can't be implicated in that. No problem. I mean, I don't feel like this is admissible in court. <laughs> At all. I just want to hear some, Sir, I, I submit for evidence. Uh, I remembered it better. Episode number 133, in which Ryan clearly stated he would help someone get rid of a body. I, if that ever happened, I would insist that we first have, for, for an understanding of what happened, we have to go back and listen to what I think is about episode 33. In which Brian Kidd yells or whispers, "Mom, I'm recording the show." And now that, that's by in the fi- far, it's in the fifty. Isn't that in the fifties? I always thought that's that was thirty 50s. something. By I'll far, my favorite moment far. of the show, and I work yes. it into every possible conversation. <laughs> uh, like I'm sitting at work, and I'm like, "Well, as you can see, obviously with the increase in freight, our profit margins have gone up in this area." And check this out, Mom, I'm recording the show. <laughs> ah, so. Um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, it threatens to push me over the edge right now. But um, so I've been I've been doing a lot of that. Uh, let's see, we're playing. We're we're getting ready to start a, a Warhammer Fantasy uh, RPG on on our Saturdays. Uh, that's good stuff. I like me some Warhammer. And um, I think that's about it. Like since since I got back on the MMO Smack, like I've just been mainlining that right into my body. Um, in, in all sorts of terrible, terrible ways. So, um, really, really digging that. Okay. But that's about cool. it for me. Okay. Genesee? Oh, my. Well, I've been seeing a couple movies lately. I saw The X-Men okay. Apocalypse and Captain America, the new one. Okay. Before. What are your thoughts on each? I haven't seen X-Men yet, so what are your thoughts on... Um, well, I tend to to like the X Men, um, Days of Future Past, etc. The reboot, I really mm-hmm. like it. Uh, I I don't know how you're going to feel about this, Cliff, because there was a moment in it where Apocalypse was given credit for basically the founding of every god in the world, and Elohim was mentioned, and some yeah. some people walked out of the theater at that moment because I live uh, in kind of a conservative town. Yeah, but I thought that. I- I'm not, I, 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 I don't have a problem when people go there because I mean, if you're going to get that banana shape about a movie, I mean, let's face it, um, you know, uh, Noah did more to destroy most people's, you know, <laughs> oh. a view of God than, uh, than others. So anyway, continue I, on. I enjoyed the movie. I like how they've changed some of the characters from the traditional comic uh, slash uh, animated series, although that may rub some people the wrong way. But certain characters... Um, <laughs> that have uh, kind of lame powers, I think have cooler powers in the movies. Uh, you know, I was surprised because... Who did they upgrade? Um, 
<laughs> well, Storm was very different than she was in the animated series, and I liked her in the animated series, so I'm I'm not going to uh, say that. Jubilee, though, is the one that I really think stands out, because Jubilee, in my opinion, was really stupid in both the comics <laughs> and, and in the animated series. Animated series. Um, I don't hear like, Ryan standing up to argue with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. You mean, you mean firecracker powers? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> it's the 4th of July. Bring out Jubilee and put her back in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think some of the characters, the differences are are good. Uh, some, okay. Some diehards okay. might argue with me on that, but but yeah, um, Captain America I didn't like. Oh yes. Oh no. I didn't like it either. Lame. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it was a complete setup for the next movie, and and it doesn't the the point of why they're having the civil war and fighting didn't seem strong enough to me to hold the movie together. Thank I, you. Yeah. I wanted to like it. I really did, but I couldn't. I felt like it was a good movie, but not a good representation of Civil War or a good adaptation of Civil War. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, if you actually like read, it had nothing to do with the comic at all. It was mm-hmm. a completely different take on, on everything. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, not at all really about Spider-Man. And he was pretty cool in it in the brief period that he was in. Well, I mean, he was an add-on. I mean, they got the rights. At, they were already well into production before they got the. Yeah, but his involvement that, so. in, in the Civil War comic book is a much bigger deal than it was. Well, I, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which I need to go back and read. I really want to go back and read Civil War now after seeing it. And uh, you know, the, the, there's. Um, I I'm still curious to see how his story plays out, where it picks him up in his timeline. If it's right after Civil War ends. Or a few months down the road, or what is it they're going to do with him? But I think it'd be cool if it kind of overlapped. You know, it starts a little before, then Civil War, then it uh. fades back afterwards. I think that'd be neat. Sure. Mm, but that would get a little close to origin story. I don't. I, I don't really want the full origin story told again. Why not? We've only heard yeah. it like two or three times. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was um, I was listening to an interview with oh what's the name of the actor he plays Falcon, um, oh what's his name? Look him up on the internet. Okay. DB Captain. Is it Anthony Mackie? Yeah, Anthony Mackie. Yes, Anthony Mackie. And he was like, "How many times do I have to see Batman's parents get shot?" And he's absolutely right. Like, how many times have we seen Batman's parents get shot? Every Batman movie at some point shows his parents getting shot. I, you know, every time. It doesn't matter where it is in the series. At some point, he's going to flash back. Wait, when did and see his parents when did shot. Batman's parents get shot? Uh, what? Why? <laughs> oh, you naive little boy. Spoilers, well, yeah, I, I wouldn't call it a spoiler because it's in every movie. <laughs> if it's not in the opening credits, they're going to show it later. He's going to flash back to it. It's going to be traumatic. Yes, we get it. He's a damaged human being. But like every Batman movie, we're going to see his parents get shot. Um, and I, for Spider-Man, I don't know that I need to see him get bitten by a spider. I don't know that I need to see him um, see Uncle Ben die. I don't know that I need to he- see him actually get the with great power comes great responsibility speech, which I was really expecting him to drop at some point. I re- in, in that scene <clears throat> where, where um, without talking too much for people who haven't seen it, the scene where Stark is talking to him about why are you doing this, I half expected him to look at him and say, 
because with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> but he doesn't, you know, so he doesn't. So but I was, I half expected that to happen in that moment. It was kind of anyway. neat to see him as a really excited, like young, younger Spider-Man. You know, he was, he wasn't <laughs> jaded. He was really just enthused about being around all of these people. And, you know, his little chattiness as he's fighting, I thought was kind of yeah. charming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did like that. Uh, what else besides movies? Or has that been the main focus? Uh, well, you know, I work for an MMORPG, so my world kind of exists in the land of geekiness. Yes. <laughs> There's some outside stuff. Like, I'm making little dragons with Primo now, with Clay. I just started doing that recently. Uh, cool. Some crafty things. But I live in the world of gaming, so I, I feel I feel saturated in geekiness. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. Okay, well, for me... Um, it's been a very strong work week uh, for me, and uh, I haven't had a lot of time for geek goodness. But uh, uh, like I said, we, we are on the search for the new car that I'm determined to give it a geeky name. Um, but I did uh, get my wife to watch Deadpool. She hadn't seen it yet, so we sat down. <laughs> what did she think? She she enjoyed it. She actually did enjoy it. It took two nights because she fell asleep, but we got we she she falls asleep at like nine thirty. We're gonna totally be. Those those people who show up for early bird dinner specials, you know, so it's we're not that far away from it. Um, but uh, yeah, she she enjoyed it. She laughed at it. Now we can throw the quotes around the house, and I'm not just talking to myself. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, I've thrown maximum effort around a few times and uh, and a few other things. But uh, yeah, she's she she enjoyed it. She had fun with it. Oh, uh, dude, um, I've got a great list of really inappropriate times to throw out maximum effort. Well, I yeah. <laughs> I'll go over it with I, you later. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's probably I could come up with a few of them right alongside yeah. you, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I, I've been playing uh, Heroes off and on this week. I had a very bizarre, um, I had a couple of very cool interactions. One with a fan that listens to the show that popped in was so cool, like. Oh, I'm playing with Re- with Reverend Geek, and I'm like, oh wow, I better not be salty, and I better be good. Um, and I did my best to, you know, to, to to curb any anger. And there was anger, but it wasn't at this particular uh, woman. She was playing well. It was the other people on our team that were really kind of being jerks. Um, but I had one weird instance. Uh, Genesee, do you play Heroes at all? Is it a game that you played any? No, Heroes of the Storm. No, not my. Yes. Okay. Um, I had uh, uh, some people who came in who were like, we hear you're really good uh, in this match because somebody had dropped out because they didn't want to play against me healing. Um, and if they were willing to believe I was good, I was going to put on my captain's hat and say, yes, I'm very good, and I'm going to tell us what we're going to do. And uh, they, everybody listened to me, and we won. And they're like, oh, that was really great. I'm like, okay, well, I guess that people might listen to me. And I went to the next game going, hey, here's what we're going to do. And they're like, F you. And yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> the second game. Yeah, lol, user. Uh, well, anyway. So there are some great people in the gaming community. Not all of them. Not all of them. But, um, but we, we all know this. But... That's what we've been up to. Let's see what's going on in the news. Stand by for news. Look at these flash. And the big no news of the day is no news. This is Les Nesman saying, may the good news be yours. 
in the news. Yeah, we'll do it live. Well, you got your viral stuff going on this week with animals, and we're not going to go near one of the viral animal stories. That can just sit over there yeah, in the you, corner. I'll, I'll make that we're some not go- bad stuff real fast. If you- yeah, we're not going there. We're not going there. It, just, it happened right down the road, and we're going to leave it there. Um, but the other viral thing has been the huge honking alligator on the golf course. Um, which, if you haven't seen it, is a downright terrifying. 15-foot alligator driving, uh, walking, just strolling up the fairway. Um, well, someone thought that uh, made the connection and edited it into Jurassic Park. <laughs> that didn't it's take a, long at all. Didn't take long at all, and it fits quite nicely. <laughs> <laughs> and it, appe- it appeals to multiple generations. I showed the old ladies at church, and they thought it was hysterical. <laughs> That's your, your oh demographic, boy. old ladies at church. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh. No, this was this was cool. You know what? This made me want to rewatch uh, Jurassic Park again. Mm. Jurassic Park has been going around the news. Have you noticed this? Like, there's so many like memes. Have you seen the one with Jeff Goldblum breathing with Sam Neill like laying on him? Yes. They're just like all going around again because of this alligator now. Uh, I also saw the ten hours of Jeff Goldblum laughing. As it was related to this, oh, just there. <laughs> okay, that's scary. For ten hours, ten hours of that. Oh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I have never, I have seen one alligator quote in the wild. You know, I was walking along Quotes? the river walk in Savannah, and it was like right off the dock. Mm. You know, it was maybe. But it, but like the dock was like five feet up. I didn't feel that in danger. I can't even imagine seeing something like that, you know, within a hundred feet of you. Even though it's slow and it's lumbering, it's far away. And, and the guy shooting the video is like, "Hey, go stand next to it for scale." <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I mean, doing your that. scale is like this is how big the alligator is compared to a guy without his lower legs. Exactly. Like that's that's your scale. Wow! Look at look at how good well that ripped Ron's leg off. That yeah. was amazing. Oh, I never heard what happened yeah. to it. Did they say? It just it just wandered off. Apparently, it's practically a mascot at this golf course. He just he's in the area and he shows up and they leave him be and wow. they haven't tried to have it killed or removed. It's just around and people people are smart enough to not do something stupid around it. <laughs> Sand trap um, over the alligator, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn it play, into a putt putt course. Play the ball where it lies. Hell <laughs> no. I'm gonna hell take, no. Taking the penalty. Yeah, I'm going to take it way the hell over there. <laughs> and not have a problem with it. So. How have we not gotten any Happy Gilmore uh, work on this thing? Oh, that would that would be a good one. Mm-hmm. Or Tin Cup. Tin Cup would, would be another one. Or Caddyshack. Even Caddyshack. Yeah, but Happy Gilmore has an actual alligator like biting a dude's hand off on the golf course oh that's true chub, chub loses his hand that is true make it, make it. Make it. send it out there and be famous yeah that's too much work <laughs> i'm just gonna go back to the comment section and criticize other people's stuff well last year um there was a uh a video that we saw that was to uh, the theme song to an upcoming movie with David Hasselhoff singing about being a true survivor. <laughs> How were we to know what great wonder was to come 
with Kung Fury. Oh, man. Genesee hadn't seen it. I had her watch the trailer at least before the show started. Oh, yes, oh, yeah. you've introduced me to this now. Now I must see all of it. You must watch the whole thing. I remember the day it came out, I sat down and watched the full half hour of its glory. Machine uh, gun wielding Vikings on a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like, what else do you need to know? Uh, you need to know about Triceracop. Now, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. He's the true. He is the true hero of the movie, Triceracop. In fact, I've seen many people calling for his own spinoff series, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm I'm not convinced that this sequel is going to be that great. Really? Are you afraid they've uh, blown all the great jokes in the first movie and they'll feel too I much mean, of a yeah, rehash? It was. I'm wondering if it's the uh, if it, if it's the novelty of everything that made it so so amazing the first time around. But uh, I don't know. I mean, you could be dealing with someone like you know, just creative enough to have have or smart enough to have held something back for for a sequel. So, look, if Sharknado 2 and 3 can be good, I think there's a lot of hope for this. Yeah, if they could be good, but they weren't, so... <laughs> well, they're all bad, but that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, we can enjoy them in their terribleness, but let's not get crazy and start calling any, any of them good. <laughs> well, let's... Uh, here's, here's a thought. What if writer-director David Sandberg, who also is Kung Fury... What if he, as part of the sequel moving forward, shifts the era of action movie that he's spoofing to the 90s? Because this was a straight-up 80s mm-hmm. action flick yeah. spoof. What if that's part of the shtick is as he moves forward, he starts bringing 90s elements in? Well, then he needs to pace himself because he's going to run out of eras like oh, that's really true. fast. Really fast. That's true. And, I mean, you, you know the rule. Like, everything's got to be a trilogy. And then the second oh, one's got to be split into two parts. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think this just is not quite to... the caliber of the Lord of the Rings. We can maybe skip that for this. I don't know. I feel like this is close. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Close. I mean, I really have to see it. Yeah, I was going to say, you haven't seen it yet. I don't feel like you should be making any snap judgments. Uh, all I saw was a power glove and two and a half minutes of 80s wonder. Of the most mm. awesome stuff you've ever seen. Well, he the one thing that I am glad to see, he is promising there's no footage from the original that's going to be used in this. So it's not going to be a rehash. It will be set in the same universe. And uh, now, what where universe the was that? <laughs> all of them, all I of guess. Them? Like, all of every them. Every lore ever? Yeah, all, all you need is a hacker and you can time travel. You have to hack time. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yes, I, I I can't wait to hear what you think of this Genesee. It's just a great ride. Hey. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Have you tried the heroin yet, Genesee? Just trust. Try it once. Try it. I don't even know what to say to that. Uh. Now he must defeat the most evil kung fu master in the world, Adolf Hitler, aka Kung Fuer. Hitler. He's the worst criminal of all time. When did you kill him? Well, you hear of people cashing in on fandom, uh, sometimes a a few years late, and you wonder, is anyone going to go there? Um, uh, I know know about Ryan. I know Ryan's a bit of a super fan for Saved by the Bell. What about you, Genesee? Yes, I'm. I'm gonna admit, I am a Saved by the Bell fan. I've seen all the episodes. Yes, you've seen all the episodes. Okay. Were you, were you considering denying it? 
I had to take. Was that what that really long pause was? I had to unmute my mic. No, I was not denying it. Oh, okay. My my chair, my chair is really squeaky, and I'm trying not to get that in. So I. Oh, okay. But no, no, I I am not ashamed to be a fan of Saved by the Bell. Whatever happened to the actors afterwards, I I've blinded myself to. So we won't talk about that. We're not talking about showgirls. We're not talking about (laughs) screeches on celebrity weight loss. That type of thing. No. We're, not we're going to talk about yeah. Screech. I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about something else. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was trying to pick the most PG thing Screech to talk about. Jesse, what happened to you? Well, they, 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 I think Jesse did some of her best work after Saved by the Bell. Ouch. Uh, you're talking exclusively about uh, the Dancing with the Stars, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, the dancing. <laughs> anyway, back to the original story. <laughs> Someone has opened a new Saved by the Bell diner in Chicago. They've made the max. This is amazing. I would go here. I I would, too. I just don't understand why no one did it out west in California where Saved by the Bell was set. Well, I mean, everybody's looking for a shtick to make a restaurant go. The restaurant business is such a fickle thing. I mean, what is it like? 80% 80% of restaurants fail. So everybody's looking for some hook. And I guess Chicago was really hungry for some 90s tween drama. <laughs> What's really funny about this article um, that's going around, there's one of them um, on OhioBeautiful.net. No one talks about the restaurant at all. They only talk about the food and the hamburgers, and they're saying that the, the food is really good. You should come there for the food. As the, and then mm. no one mentions at all. Any of the, the, the theme or anything, or any, it's all just about the food. So I, maybe they're not Saved by the Bell fans. I was, uh, yeah, I was I, wondering, what are the chances they just don't know? It's probably very high. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, that's, there's so much neon in this picture and so many, you know, weird angle cuts. And yeah, it looks... It looks like the opening sequence, even. I there, let's see. But this was when was that? At eighty? What was it? Eighty? It was not. No, it was nineties. It's been twenty-three years wow. since Saved by the Bell's been on the air. Well, at least its original air. Um, because they had what they had Saved by the Bell the middle school years. We won't that, speak and, of and that. that. And, and that had a different name. That was what well, that didn't that have a different name other than Saved uh, by the Bell. I think it piloted under a different name. And it was on the Disney Channel, and then it became Saved by the Bell on NBC. Got the, got the Bayside banners up on the wall. Oh my goodness! I ugh. can't believe it. This now this is and and, and Jesse was alluding to another article we have. This is that done well. I'll give credit where credit's due. You know, you got you got some video games in there. It looks the part. Um. By contrast, I shared this story that came across on Ohio Beautiful this week um, of a, a supposed restaurant that's a Star Wars fan's paradise. Now, mm. I, I'm sorry. Mm. They, they are really stretching to call it a Star Wars fan's paradise. Mm. Um, they, they, they talk about the article that uh, this is in Kent, Ohio, that there's an X-Wing that the guy built himself outside, and it looks like an X-Wing that someone built himself <laughs> yeah, outside. Say, like, you're not going to have to convince me too hard that this guy built himself. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but, uh, yeah, I, I believe 
with my whole heart that he built that himself. Yeah, and there's an R2-D2, a couple of R2-D2s inside. But aside of that, that's kind of where the Star Wars ends for this thing. Like, like Genesis, yeah, they're talking about food, uh, and they're talking about the... <laughs> they asked the question, um, have you been to Mike's place? Are you planning on making a trip? Uh, I can tell you no. No and no. <laughs> and no. <laughs> and you're... Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, if you're comparing these, though... I mean, one is, it's almost like inception of uh, restaurants. Like, if you're looking at the Saved by the Bell one, it seems like it was based on, like, a Fonzie kind of diner that went crazy with neon. And then the other one is just, like, everyone's fan favorites, like, thrown up into one diner with a bunch of license plates that I don't even know what that has to do with Moose Dog, Fat Boy, what? Yeah, it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a... Um, uh, an Applebee's on meth, you know. Really, it's got just a few more things stuck on the wall. A bit of nostalgia that just happens to have some Star Wars stuff. I don't think it's quite enough to push to to make me go there. Um, uh, if you if you own that restaurant, please save your hate mail. You know, I maybe I'll come to Kent. Maybe I'll stop by. My, my uh, only we'll issue see. is is just that you know, Star Wars fan paradise, like. If yeah. you wouldn't have tried to I sell it to me it that, paradise. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be sounding like I'm hating on it so much. Yeah. It's... Hey, dude, build an X-wing and put it in front of his restaurant. Yeah. Okay, I'm fine by that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how this guy hasn't gotten a cease and desist, I don't know. But... Because I'm pretty sure Disney's looking at it and they're like, "Man, that's barely an X-wing." <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, it's, I'm sorry, it's a derp like, wing fighter. You, you said, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna go go uh, Star Wars fan paradise, you better you better be prepared to be scrutinized. I think that's more on the writer of the article than it is the restaurant. Well, I'm sorry, I'm scrolling for the the. Right. I, I think that the I think that the whole purpose of them writing this article was to create an opportunity for Star Wars: The Old Republic to pop up as an ad choice ad. Oh, does it? It does on mine. It does on mine. It, and probably they're also hoping that Rogue One and other things will pop up in their article. Well, they're claiming that this has been a paradise for years, so I don't know. I haven't felt the pilgrimage to go there. <laughs> but maybe there's, there's something I don't know. Full-size homemade X-Wing, which attracts people from miles around. <laughs> from mile and mile around. <laughs> well, it's Ohio, so... I mean, Ohio is beautiful, but it's more of a scenic place. Is there a lot to just go that's going to draw you there other than, you know? In in Ohio, we've got... We've got Sandusky for all the uh, all the roller coasters. We've also got Cincinnati for roller coasters. We've got uh, Columbus for uh, very, for hockey, and uh, and then we've well, got Cincinnati get super for super Ohio defensive now. Oh, oh okay. Uh, well, there's plenty of things to see. That we is Kent we've got our, near any of those places? No, no. no. Kent is at North. <laughs> okay. Kent, is at North. <laughs> Kent may be near Sandusky. I'm not great on my geography, and maybe headed up towards Cleveland. I think all your Ohio pride, and you don't know your state geography. I, I've only been there for four years. I know where the important for shame. Is. <laughs> I know how to get to work. I know where the zoos are. Oh wait a minute! Okay, steady, steady, steady. You open that door, I'll go through it, and we will get hate mail. No, 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 no. I'll do it. I know. No. Okay. <laughs>
Well, start saving your nickels, nerds. Uh, we have some fine props that are available to you. I mean, we we have we we know some folks that make their own props and make their own um, costumes for fun in the in the nerd community. But if you would like to have your very own Vader helmet, melted Vader helmet, to stare back at your desk while you plot all of your plans at your normal everyday nine to five job, you can have it. It'll cost you thirty five hundred dollars. But you could have it. Do you watch the video of this thing getting made? It is very cool. Fantastic. I posted it up and, and it mentioned that, that I want one of these. My sister offered to melt a Vader helmet for half the cost for me. <laughs> I, I was like, listen, Just, if it comes in that box, I am sold. Like most I'm I'm still like that little four year old kid at Christmas that like most of what I want is the box it comes in. Mm. So I'm gonna have to ask as a, not a super fan, but someone who's familiar with the Star Wars series. <laughs> I've heard of it. <laughs> I've heard of it. Familiar, okay. I've watched the, the animated series, etc. Okay. If, if you got this, what would you do with it? Because when I see this, all I can think of is emo Kylo Ren, like, staring at it as an altar in his dark room. That's just, exactly what I would put it on my desk, and I'd it. sit there and complain about my parents to it. How they don't understand mm. me. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> what what does one do with a? I would I would helmet? I would have it on my desk at work, and whenever anyone came in to complain about anything, I would just start rubbing the top. Oh of it. my gosh! Okay, well maybe worth it then. <laughs> <laughs> I have an what? airsoft what? gun. I load when people start doing that. Oh, there you go. Uh, they also have um, they have Finn's helmet with a blood smear. They have uh, Chewbacca's bowcaster. Uh, they have Ray's helmet and staff. Um, now they go into big, big. Uh, they go out of their way to say, "Now these are not costume pieces. You shouldn't put these on and wear them around." Basically saying these are very expensive. Don't break it. Um, but uh, they're looking to they're looking to be show pieces on people's walls. So, uh, I think the helmet staff are kind of really money. cool. I don't have that kind of money. I mean, that's 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 like down payments on a car. That's not that's yeah. But kind of how sweet would the new van look with that stormtrooper helmet as a as a as a as hanging from the rearview mirror? Oh, Oh, man, you can mount the bowcaster on the front. Oh, Oh, there you go. There you go. I did toy with uh, putting an R two unit head on the back. Like it's oh, okay. you know, how it's how yeah, it's recessed yeah, in the next wing. Have it sit on top of the back of the. Van just like make the top the dome part or whatever. Yeah, of the R2 yeah. And then just yeah. yeah. Have it set up there. Emily, kids would think it was cool. Did you talk about this with Emily at all? I, I, I'm I'm building up to it. Mm. <laughs> all so, in good time. So you're just like kind of fighting of the your time until you get told no. Yeah, it's it probably. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, who did you guys have? Uh, can you even remember who spoke at your various either high school or college uh, commencement ceremonies? Nope. Uh, I remember the guy that spoke at my high school graduation. Uh, sp- like, didn't sing, but spoke the lyrics from uh, oh, what's that country? The river or the. Life is like a river country song or something. Oh, the ri- yeah, the river by uh, Garth Brooks. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, the president of the university spoke at my college graduation. Okay. 
We had Senator Jay Rockefeller spoke at my college graduation. Um, my 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 uh, undergrad cannot remember who spoke at my master's degree. Um, I have no idea who spoke at my high school. But um, Hank Azaria was asked to give a commencement speech and gave sections of it as various characters he voices for The Simpsons. And it's pretty awesome. It, though a little awkward when he does do a poop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My my nose wrinkled and, and I got kind of fidgety when that... <laughs> uh, uh. So, I like The Simpsons very much and he does an excellent job with the voices. And I wanted to love this, but as I was watching it, I was just thinking to myself, oh, man, it just rubbed me the wrong way. Like, I thought it wasn't very helpful advice and it was more like a stunt it didn't it didn't uh, feel mm. i want to be inspired when i go to to you know the speeches that they give at colleges and they're trying to send all the younger people out with you know a very positive kind of message and for this it just seemed to me really awkward for me i just didn't like it even though i like him very much it's possible that the rest of the speech has that in it this is only a minute 18 seconds that's true. but this is the part the internet would care about. <laughs> the elephant part. I mean, I thought that was funny. It was awkward. Yeah. It was very funny. Yeah, awkward, funny, uh, very yeah. funny. I, th- I felt like comic book, comic book guy's advice was pretty good uh, about how life yes. is like Star Wars. Like, some of it's great, some of it sucks, and you just have to sit through all of it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping there's more to it that wasn't entertaining enough to, to share with the internet that was a little more inspiring. But, uh, yeah. Well, I did think, did you look at the comments that somebody like pointing out to a friend of them? Oh my goodness. This is the guy who played Phoebe's boyfriend in friends, but moved to Minx. I didn't realize he did this. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh I know it from friends, but not Simpsons. Oh. I, he really is an incredibly talented actor and voice actor he yeah. does a lot of stuff um that a lot of people don't realize I, I my first exposure to him do either of you remember herman's head oh god yeah. does that sound familiar uh genesee do you remember it i do i'm just trying to dredge when i saw this so it was a fox tv show um and the premise was whenever herman had to face a dilemma you saw what happened inside his head with his various parts of his persona. Basically, it's inside, inside, inside out. Inside out, okay. It's basically yeah. inside out. Um, he had intellect. Um, I think he had an intellect, anxiety, lust, and there was one other. But, um, but yeah, they would all converse about what he, what decisions he was making and what he was trying to do. And Hank Azaria played... One, his best friend at work. Um, also, uh, the the woman, and I'm forgetting her name, who played Lisa on The Simpsons was on the show. And they even did a joke one time when she answered the phone and she looked up, guys, do I sound like that Lisa girl from The Simpsons? Hmm. And so they did that as a joke on it. But uh, it, it was around for maybe one, maybe two seasons on Fox. But uh, but yeah, that was where I first saw him. And then little did I know, he was everything on The Simpsons. So. Oh, see, I always but, remember the guy with the strange do-rag hat. I, that's he's the only one I remember. Uh, yeah, the, the guy that, that played Lust, he was also um, Max in um, Armageddon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And he he kind of shows up in little... Basically, oh, wow. if you need a big, goofy guy, you got him from the 90s. 
That was he was he was that guy. Jennifer Anderson was in a couple episodes of this. Oh, so there's your friends tying again. All right, it's all coming back. So, as you may have gathered from my stories about my checkered past, my academic career is not why I am standing before you today. Let's face it, it's because I've been on The Simpsons for at least five years longer than 95% of the graduating class has been alive. It's a trap! They're bringing it back up. Sometimes it's a sequel, sometimes it's a reboot. They're bringing it back up to see if we're willing to uh, see a story told again, this time without Tim Curry. I'm speaking specifically of the fact that it is being redone. And we have a new Pennywise. I have a hard... I don't know. Tim Curry is so good in that. And and, and I like the original It miniseries. Yeah. Were you guys fans? I mean, fan doesn't really describe my feelings towards It. I enjoyed watching, watching it. But mm-hmm. this thing is responsible for some of my most intense nightmares. Mm. Um, like... To this day, I think Tim Carey did such such a good job with this, and um, I, I'm not typically like, oh, clowns freak me out, but this clown freaked me out, uh, obviously by design. But um, yeah, just even watching that little video that was embedded in the story, I was kind of like, ugh. Like here we go again. Yeah, every, here we go yeah, again. Every time, it, like the biggest thing I remember is I had one of these waking dreams. Like my parents were remodeling their bedroom. So they were actually moved out of their bedroom. They were sleeping, like, downstairs in the house. Uh, and I, I forget how old I was. But it was one of the nights, like, this, because so whenever this came on, it always came on two parts. You watch one part one night and then one part the other night. And, um, yeah, I remember having, like, one of these waking dreams where, like, I was, for the most part, awake except for the, the fact the clown was standing, like, in the doorway of my room. And it just and knowing that nobody was nearby, just like no, that's triggered one of like the worst panic attacks I think I ever had. Um, that said, I'll, I'll watch it whenever it comes on. Scare so good. Yeah, I've never seen it. I I have not ever seen a Stephen King movie because I read the books, and then okay. I just feel as though uh, this one in particular. I, I, I'm not a big fan of super scary movies, and this looked way over the top for me. I don't yeah. think I could handle it. Reading the book is as far as I'll go. But I do hmm. I do think that the the new actor, um, who's is it Bill Skarsgård? How, how do you say it? I think it's Skarsgård. Skarsgård. I think he's going to yeah. do a good job just by looking at him, because I think he has those intense eyes, and he's going to be frightening. Even though he's a handsome man right now, this kind of makeup and stuff, I think he's going to do well. Cloud makeup makes everything more terrifying. Yes. Everything. So. Well, and I haven't read the book, but if I'm not mistaken, like, the, it, you know, it shows up in, in a lot more ways than just as the clown, which I think they mentioned in the article and, and that they're going to do that. Like, it's not going to be limited to the clown. Uh, which, you know, will, will kind of make it, you know, an interesting, um, I've heard a lot of people complain that uh, the the movie is kind of a butchered version of the book, so uh, it sounds like there's there's a lot of room there to to redo this and see some some I'm not gonna say vast, but see enough differences in it to make it you know a good separate work on its own. Yeah, it's been so long since I read the book. I'm fuzzy on a lot of details. I think they I know they took a lot of. Isn't there some issues with the kids' sensuality or whatever? 
growing up or something that's a piece of the book or there I thought there was something to do with that but yeah. I'm vaguely forgetting. And they, there is none of that in the miniseries. They don't have any of that stuff in there because uh, <laughs> can't television. put that on television. Television. They they kind of frown on that. Um so uh yeah. But uh I it was it creeped me out before. I might be willing to see it again, but man, it's gonna be really hard for me to not imagine Tim Curry in that role. But yeah, I mean, he he was a big part of that. What if of making that what it was? Well, he's doing he's doing a cameo. Not really cameo. He's you know Fox is doing that uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show live <laughs> that they're doing, and he's doing the the narrator. Oh, perfect. So, I mean, he he's he had that stroke a while back, and he's still recovering and coming back from it. But he's he's going to do the narrator. So, you know, it's nice to see that he is involved. Of course, I, I really don't think he would be able to pull off Frankenfurter even before the stroke because he's a bit older now. But uh, it's cool to see that he is trying to be involved still in things. Maybe he'll show up somewhere in it. We'll just have to wait and see, as we say. I got a balloon for you. <laughs> Don't you want a balloon? <laughs> What's the matter? One balloon. Not enough. Try Well, we teased that we had heard this was coming on a previous episode, but it's looking more official. <coughs> Excuse me. Nope. Emily Blunt is going to be Mary Poppins. Oh, God, that Dick Van Dyke, Mary Poppins accent. <laughs> Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, Mary. And Lin-Manuel Miranda's going to lead uh, alongside her. Uh, the the Hamilton sensation, um, who, is, who is basically owning Broadway right now, is going to be playing a new character, a lamplighter named Jack. Is not going to be... Uh, taking over the Dick Van Dyke role, as we kind of wondered if someone else would be br- reprising Bert. But since it takes place in the future, I guess this is a new um, street urchin worker <laughs> that she will be a friend of. I'm I'm so. glad they didn't try and and have someone kind of fill those Dick Van Dyke shoes uh, for mm-hmm. Bert and just go ahead and make a separate character because um, that's I don't know that that character. It's just you know. He's, I like Dick Van Dyke. He's got you know that character has a special place in my heart. So, um, you know, yeah, find find another Brit to be Mary Poppins. That's fine, but leave <laughs> terrible accent. <laughs> you go ahead and replace Julie Andrews. Who gives, Mary who gives a crap? Mary Poppins doesn't matter. But Dick, listen, Dick Van Dyke was where it was at in that movie. So, oh my goodness. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke my. is very wonderful, but you know it was titled Mary Poppins. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like he he was able to to do everything. He was he the did. wind beneath the wind beneath her umbrella. No, oh, I mean those chalk drawings were fantastic. You all right, what's so. happening underneath that umbrella. But the point yeah. is, he could get away <laughs> with that pinstriped white and <laughs> red suit, right? Well, mm-hmm. no, I. Uh, and he could step in time, so there you go. Oh, dude, yeah, the, the chimney sweep is my favorite part of that movie. Yeah. Well, I, I'm i curious to see, I mean, it, it's going to have original music. Um, it's an original story based on the writings of um, of R.L. Travers, so I guess she's been dead long enough they can do whatever they want. That's what I was now. wondering, like, is is that what we're waiting for? <coughs> are we waiting for, like, uh, some time to run out on this thing so that uh, that we could remake this? 
Um, and I guess enough of her relatives to pass so that the ones that were around were willing to take the check because if you've ever seen the uh, um, Saving Mr. Banks Saving Mr. Banks there's a whole thing about how she basically told the rest of her family don't you dare let Disney do any more of my stuff Uh, I guess they had to wait till one of them said okay I'll sell (laughs) yeah Somebody got some gambling debts they had to pay off. And <laughs> went Need that Mary Poppins money to fund my Mary Poppins black tar money. heroin habit. <laughs> I wasn't going that dark. <laughs> nope. I'll go. I'll go right down it. Like let's let's speed this thing up, man. Let's go right uh. to the See, do you know like uh, Mark Scheiman? Because he's the the composer, and for me, that was really the thing that made Mary Poppins awesome is the music in it. You know, mm-hmm. obviously the singing, the dancing, and all that. But it's really going to kind of hinge on that. I feel like if this is a really good score and it, it kind of lives up to the original, I don't, I don't know this particular composer, but maybe he's awesome. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Let's look. Let's look him up. Let's look up Mark. Mark Scheiman up and see what he's done. See if we have hope. Mark Scheiman. IMDb. Well, close looking at that, I'll say I do have faith in, uh, um, what's her name, Blunt's ability to pull this off based on her appearance on lip sync battles. Oh, yes, she was she was brilliant on there. That was fantastic. But she did lose her lip sync battle when she was up against, uh, um, what's her name? Um, oh, why am I forgetting her name? Catwoman. Oh, yeah. Well, of course she lost to Anne Hathaway, dude. Like, well, ev- yeah, everyone yeah. would lose to Anne Hathaway. Yeah. But uh, I don't, there's no shame in losing to Anne Hathaway. <laughs> you tell me I came no. in second to Anne Hathaway in anything, I'll be like, yeah, I'll take that. Oh, that's true. Okay, let's see. Great talent who started his career in Siren Out Live. He worked with colleagues like Rob Reiner, Billy Crystal. Uh, great stay. Uh, basically, he's known for participating in <coughs> in Hairspray, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. So he was in Seattle when Harry met Sally. Um, did this? He's got seventy nine soundtrack credits, uh, including Glee. Um, okay, uh, so it's going to shit. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, I looked up the wrong person. I looked up a Mark Schulman who is currently working as Cher's drummer. So I don't think this is the same guy. He's worked for the <laughs> Tonys. Looks for the Tonys, the Academy Awards. Um, Let's see what else. Uh, Hitchhiker Munchkins did that. So uh, <laughs> okay, uh, I'm sold. About uh, the B movie. Um, I, actually, for if he if Hairspray, you know, if he did Hairspray, I'll give good credit for. Hairspray is a good one. Do you like the music from Hairspray? Yes, it, it's a, okay. Too, you there know. you go. So we, we so we've got some. We've got some stuff. You just got to balance out that he was also, you know, uh, did fifteen uh, other terrible things. Yeah. Well. Yeah. How I mean, come on, Jim Jiminy and all the rest of the songs and that. I mean, yeah. We we'll see. I'm sure that they will that that Disney will uh, be very cautious with this one, and, and we're getting proof in recent. And and we hadn't. I hadn't had it as a uh, a story. I don't think for this week. But Disney showed this week they're willing to make certain they get something right as opposed to just put it out. Talking they, about they Beauty and the Beast, or as it's called, uh, as you, what is it? Not Beauty and the Beast, it's called, um, 
Oh my gosh, what's the name of the new reboot for Beauty and the Beast with live action? Uh, that, actually, that wasn't what I was talking about. I saw the fact that they ordered reshoots this week for Rogue One. Rogue One, had, Rogue One had wrapped its shooting and was editing. And there was something they said didn't feel quite right. So they sent them back to reshoot some stuff. Oh, that's good news. Which could push it further back from coming out. It may not come out in December now. But it shows that Disney is taking it seriously. Not just going, it's Star Wars. They'll watch it. They're wanting to make certain that it's a good product. Um, and I didn't realize they had done the same thing with Zootopia. They went back and redid some stuff when they first screened it. Cause like, ah, it's not quite right. Let's send it back. So, I mean, it's good to say, I mean, yes, Disney is big Uber company that owns everything. Yes. Uh, you know, they can, they can throw us anything out and we're going to say, Oh, is it dipped in Disney chocolate? We'll eat it. But, uh, they are at the same time seem to be taking a decent amount of care with what they're putting out. So hopefully, this will be one of those things too. We'll wait and see. I, I will. I will keep your positive attitude and, and hope for the I, best. I try. I try. Ever hang around a gymnasium? Have you ever been in a Turkish prison? Have you ever? You ever seen a grown man naked? Have you got those things that you used to watch uh, all the time? Or maybe you watched a little bit of them and you remember them being maybe a little more awesome than they were, or maybe they hold up just fine. Uh, that's what Have You Ever is all about. And when we were first talking to Genesee about coming on, we said, hey, let's do a Have You Ever. Let's do something that you really like that or really remember uh, enjoying, and let's watch a bit of it and see what we uh, what we think of it. And Genesee brought forth the X-Men animated series, which aired uh, in syndication uh, in my neck of the woods on the Fox, uh, on the Fox station from 1992 to 1997. Uh, so what, what made you go this direction, Genesee? Was it the movie or something else? Uh, yeah, I thought it's interesting, but uh, there's been a number of X-Men movies recently, and you asked me to go through my childhood and think of things, and I feel like you've probably covered the He-Man, She-Ra, Silverhawks, you know, era of all that stuff, and this seemed like maybe one you hadn't talked about. Mm, yeah. Okay, we had not. Really? Had not. I could have no, done all of no. that. Speed Racer, of course. Mm. I don't know. So, so... uh I, I had to go a little hunting because um, it, it is now streaming on Hulu. It's not on Netflix. It was on Netflix. It's now bumped over to Hulu. So I had to do a little hunting to find an episode. And I did. I, I found one. But uh, I was reminded how much, for me, as great as Hugh Jackman is, Cathal J. Dodd is Wolverine to me. Mm -hmm. The voice of Wolverine. because. Yeah. He was also in all the video games and some of the other animated series. But his his bub voice kind of does go right through to my core of what Wolverine is. <laughs> that struck me immediately. Uh, I don't know about you all, but uh Well yeah, I mean he was he was my you know, my first Wolverine, just like uh uh I I mean certain certain voices like that, yeah, you know, I mean they just become iconic, like uh, Mark Hamill will always be my Joker. Um, you know, certain stuff like that, but, 
I'm I'm so glad we got to we got to visit this because when it was on Netflix, I was I was rewatching it. It was one of my favorite shows uh, as a kid, and um, I always struggled to know exactly when it came on. Um, so you know, I, I would get up at varying hours and just sit and wait, and uh, so excited, you know, when it was on. Uh, usually Saturday mornings, but uh, I I love it. I I still love it. So what? brought you to it originally genesee what made you an x-men fan were were you a comic fan of it before or what was it that about this that really drew you no i wasn't a a comic fan i just always liked you know this kind of genre of of a show with the you know animations and things and i guess I just like the characters, and the intro is so awesome. Like, you can't mm. watch the intro in those 30 seconds and not want to see the show. I mean, exactly. I mean, the music's great. Cyclops shooting his, you know, red-eyed lasers and storm flying, looking awesome with her white eyes. Yeah, you have to watch this if you see just the 30-second intro. So I think that's what caught my attention. And then, I mean, it's just a good show. I mean, it's well animated. It's well illustrated, and... You know, the stories are pretty compelling for, you know, the 90s and a kid. My introduction to the X-Men was through a friend of mine from uh, high school, David Powell. David Powell was the comic book uh, buddy of mine who loved the X-Men. He had X-Men, everything, especially Wolverine was his favorite X-Men. So, like, he was who got me into the X-Men. And and, and this kind of goes to something that a friend of mine were having a discussion about geek culture and sci-fi stuff earlier today on a different issue about how it's an adventure series, it's fun, it's exciting, and you don't realize that there's something deeper you're being taught at the same time about acceptance, about being an outsider, about, you know, some about how you use the gifts you have in life and will you see them as a detriment or will you find them as a way to, you know, to to better yourself and better the world. And it, it takes a while to you're older you're like, "Oh, they were teaching me something. What do you know? Um, kind of wish I'd learned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch the end of G.I. Joe. They just lay, no, lay it all out for you. The more you know, yeah, they, they completely fed that stuff to you, G.I. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. X-Men went but high I, concept on me. Well, I, I remember, I guess it was, was it two years ago, when they came out with the storyline of a, a gay marriage in the, in the, by one of the X-Men. And people were flipping their their minds. Isn't that like uh, Colossus and North Star or something like that. I can't remember. I can't remember who the characters were. I don't think it was Colossus. Was it? North Star sounds right, but I don't know who the other Flip person up. was. But as as people were flipping out, somebody pointed out and said, "Look, if you're losing your mind on this, you've really missed the whole point of what the X Men has been about since its inception. You've really missed the point." Um, not that it's automatically, you know, a gay agenda comic, but in terms of embracing the outsider as opposed to ostracizing them is the whole point, is the whole point of X-Men. Um, and it's not quite as as heavily handled um, in the animated series, but it's still there right from the get-go, uh, with especially with Jubilee as our introduction to the storyline. Okay, here's where I, I was mistaken. It, it is North Star, uh, but uh, it's not two Colossus. However, uh, Circle talks about other gay and bisexual Marvel characters include Mystique, Colossus, the Ultimate Version, Destiny, Karma, and Grey Malkin. Okay. All right. 
but uh, the I was kind of struck as I, I watched the pilot episode again, the ep- series one uh, episode one. Uh, is it Night of the Night of the Sentinels? Yeah, Sentinels. And was very struck by how very much they were like, let's make certain you understand everything about this. It was very kind of primer, uh, base level introduction of everybody. Uh, almost, if you, I have to wonder, if you were an X-Men lover, hardcore, would you have the patience for that? But Well, it was a, if I remember right, it was like a mid-season premiere. That uh, that this mm, came I'm not out. Sure. Um, not sure. Yeah, it says Labor Day. I'm re- I'm reading the wiki the wiki article because I wanted to know more about this, and it, mm. it seems like it was kind of a fiasco. This whole uh, apparently there was a bunch of animation errors and arguments about it, and the the next one the hat the second half of it came out with 50 scenes missing, and they had like one day to edit the whole thing. It sounds like it was quite a challenge. Just to well, get there was also, and I want, and I don't know if it's in the Wikipedia. At least in the town I was in, they aired them out of order. What? There was there was one that was out of order. That's Fox there, for you, man. Though that's, that was Fox. That's Fox. Yeah. Like, there was one. There was an epi- There's an episode where Colossus attacks the mansion, and we didn't see that episode the weekend. But we saw the episode after where they're cleaning up the aftermath. And they're all talking about how... Um, no, no, sorry, not the, the Juggernaut. They're all talking about how the Juggernaut wrecked the mansion. We're going to repair what the Juggernaut did. They're like, well, where was the Juggernaut? And then next week, the Juggernaut... Juggernaut mansion. Yeah, the infamous... <laughs> Lovely. The, the infamous um, one that we later see the uh, the spoof of um, the Juggernaut bitch comes from. Yeah, there's um, a lot of funny... Uh, I'm the Juggernaut bitch, which actually made it into... The much less funny, what was it? X Men Three was it? Last Stand. Last Stand yeah. that yeah. Uh, Juggernaut bitch got into. Um, the other one I really like. That's that's um. I mean, it uses the X Men animated series clips from it and then redubs over it. Is the Pimp Cane? Um, well, that's and that's, is, all, and that's all the same. Is that all the, that's same, all the same one? one. Yeah, I yeah, like, yeah, I'll blast you with my Pimp Cane. Um, yeah. <laughs> is, is really is really one of my favorites. Uh, I would I would strongly and I watched it tonight. Strongly recommend watching the Honest Trailers X Men uh, video on YouTube. Um, mm. That that made me giggle a lot. <laughs> um, but there's also a really cool video on there too. Uh, 107 facts did uh, 107 X Men animated series facts you should know. Um, some really interesting stuff in there too. See, one of my favorite characters was Gambit, and other than that mm. appearance in the movie, which we will never speak of, like he was amazing, mm. and they never—I've just never seen him. Like somehow, no one wants to handle Gambit, and he's just not in any of the the movies. I keep. Waiting. I think Gambit suffers him. from Boba Fett syndrome. He's cooler the less you know about him. Oh, mysterious. Yeah, I think the less we have I, a full storyline on him, the better I he is. I think he's cooler the better he's represented. Well, uh-huh. maybe. But see, Rogue had kind of a thing with Gambit, at least in the animated series. And I'm getting tired mm-hmm. of Rogue pining for for Wolverine. Hmm. Or, or she was pining for uh, for Iceman. Not in, um Well, no, but she, she <laughs> very, very briefly. <laughs> yeah, and, and we know how that's going to turn out later if they follow the comics. Um, and but uh, ooh, anyway, 
Well, we've got I, we've got a, a Gambit movie coming out soon, don't we? It's been it's been. I think it, I think it's backburnered again. Oh, is it? Last I heard, it was backburnered. So, in fact, let me do a fact check. Uh, Gambit movie. Uh, Fox delayed it again. Fucking Fox, man. I hate those. Back guys. last we heard in March, they were it was going to be Channing Tatum as Gambit, right? And they have delayed it. Um, they were Fox was set to begin filming of Gambit uh, in March, um, but they have announced the production of the film has been pushed back while the script undergoes extensive rewrites. Now, mm. let's let's pause a moment. That they did this right after the success of Deadpool. Now this could mean no. one of two things. They're gonna do a this rated could mean R, one of two things. They're gonna do rated R uh, Gambit. Do rated R Gambit, or if they're smart, they realize they have to be truer to original material, which is as we've talked before, is the great lesson that you're supposed to learn from Deadpool. Whether or not they realize that's a lesson, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean we're the talking reason, about Fox here, dude. I know, I know, but. You know, Ryan Reynolds basically steered the Deadpool train and steered it well. Um, so whether or not that rubs off and they find someone who really loves Gambit to properly steer that train, I don't know. Um, well, I hope so. I hope they don't just decide that because Gambit has somewhat of a sense of humor that they're going to turn him into Deadpool too. Mm. Unless would they cross over Gambit to be part of the Deadpool 2 storyline, not fully, but make Gambit part of building that universe as opposed to building Gambit into the traditional X-Men universe. Because it feels like, correct me if I'm wrong, from watching Deadpool, it feels like it's a different X-Men universe. Even though they make references to it, the whole thing about him referencing McAvoy or Stewart... Um, and the fact it's a completely different Colossus, um, maybe they create this sub well, it's not, X-Men universe. Well, or they're they do keeping the it amb- ambiguous so they can do what they want to with it later. I mean, it's not there's nothing in there that really goes one way or the other that requires them to commit to a timeline or, or a specific X-Men universe. So, um, And it's Fox. I don't think they're that smart. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe I'm giving too much credit. See, I get confused between you know who owns what and Marvel, etc. Because you have Scarlet Witch, who's the sister of Quicksilver, but you've got Quicksilver and X Men and Scarlet Witch in Captain America, and yeah. they can't ever really cross. And it's just weird. But they never call her. But they, they never, never call, call her Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. They never call her a mutant. See, see, Fox owns the mutants. They own it's pretty much the idea of mutants. Um, so the use of Scarlet Witch and, and Quicksilver, uh, was approved for, uh, for the Avengers movie, but they, like, yeah, like Cliff was saying, they're never called Scar, she's never called Scarlet Witch, she's, he's never called Quicksilver, they're always called the something twins. The twins, uh, yeah. Or whatever. So, um. And they call her by her first name. Mm-hmm, she's yeah, Wanda, all, you know. Wanda. In, uh, and they, uh, they, and they even had this special allusion to the gem in Vision's head about, Mm -hmm. you know, that that's where her powers came from, you know, or did they say he came from Loki's wall? Sorry, Loki's staff. Loki's staff is where her power. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like an experimental thing that happened to her, but it's not a mutate because you won't like Marvel studios won't deal with, uh, or can't deal with like mutations and mutants like, uh, Falcon 
is actually a mutant. Um, and the way they kind of got around some of that is his mutant power, in my opinion, one of the lamest mutant powers next to <laughs> Angel's, okay? <laughs> no, seriously, Angel, okay. Angel had the mutant power. And, uh, he shows up in X-Men anime series, so I feel like we're still on topic here. Uh, Angel had the, the mutant power to fly his with wings, like- man, with wings. Like, all these other people are just flying. This mofo's got wings. That's not fair. That's lame. So lame. Uh, Falcon, he had the mutant power. He could communicate with uh, a hawk. Not with hawks, or falcon, sorry. With a, communicate with a falcon. Not falcons. <laughs> One specific bird. If that bird died, <laughs> that, that guy's just a dude that used to be able to talk to a bird. That's That was it. So they yeah. their answer to that was they gave him a drone in the movie and took away his mutant power. Well, I think some of the uh, anime series people are lame too. Like, I've always had an issue mm. with Jean Grey, you know, having being Jay Grey myself in the animated series because she does nothing at all. Like, she, she, except for the point where she turns into the Phoenix, she's basically like, "Oh, Jean, I don't feel like getting up to get my coffee across the room. Can you levitate that for me?" Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's like yeah. really all she does. She, she's very much Professor X's uh, pet. Yeah, she's his gal Friday. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I will say that aside, like the animated series did the, um, Phoenix storyline way better than, uh, than, than last stand handled it. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Last stands handling of the Phoenix. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like the animated series did everything better than last stand, uh, handled it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was a really cool storyline. The apocalypse stuff. In the animated series, was like one of my fa- Mr. Sinister. Ah, oh, that guy's, that guy's. That's your boy. No. That's your boy. That guy. Alluded to that, um, which I won't. I won't spoil stuff. But there, there's a possibility that, that might be in a future movie. Oh God, are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's the best thing I've ever heard, and I've had two kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is that's the, this is the happiest I've ever been. That there might be a Mr. Sinister Look movie. it up on, on the internet if you don't care about the spoilers. Oh, I do. I'll wait. Uh, I'll wait. Spoilers. See, okay. Yesterday, the reason we didn't do a show yesterday, it was our anniversary. And because I always, and one of the things we went did was start to see a movie, I always picked the movie. I was like, nope, I have no input in the movie. We're going to go see whatever you want to see. Because if I pick it, we're going to go see Mutants Do Stuff. And I'm sure you're tired of that. And, you know, my wife's cool. Like, she likes nerd stuff. And she's, you know, she she enjoyed Deadpool. Uh, she enjoyed Civil War. I mean, she enjoys all these movies. And it's actually a point of anxiety for her. She's like, what if I pick the wrong one? I was like, it's not a life-changing decision, man. It's just a movie. Like, it'll be fine. I'm not going to leave you. Maybe. <laughs> wow. Um, so, uh, not on our anniversary, anyway. Oh, that's nice. Change the date on the filing papers, but. Um, <laughs> so I we really should have seen that yesterday. She picked the movie and she picked wrong. But um, what 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 did she pick? Well, she didn't pick wrong. It wasn't terrible movies. We went and saw Nice Guys, which was that was oh yeah, it was a fun. I enjoyed it. It was it was it kind of had this like like old detective noir if it happened in the seventies kind of feel to it. Um, it had some ha ha moments, but wasn't really a comedy. Like I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. 
I would have enjoyed Apocalypse more, but I'm not going to tell her that yeah. on the anniversary. See, she doesn't listen to the podcast. Guys. You did? Yeah, there was a, a lot of shooting and, um, you know, kind of some mm. gross things that happened in that. But it was the, the interaction between Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe was that, was... that was really funny. And that kid, she was fantastic. I thought that kid did a great job. Do you think, I mean, if I was 13, I guess if she's 13 or 15, I would think, wouldn't, how weird would that be, acting with those two? I'd, at 13 or, or 15, I'd just be like, oh my god, it's Ryan Gosling. There I, I'm, was, <laughs> yeah, there was, I actually made a Ryan Gosling joke today at the gym. Uh, we had a new girl come in, and someone's like, I know who you remind me of, and they named the actress or whatever. And we got to talking about, like, oh yeah, people always say I look like so-and-so. I was like, yeah, I get a lot of Ryan Gosling. Um and it, everybody laughed a little too hard. Like, it was a joke. Like, it was supposed to get a laugh, but let's let's bring it down a notch, guys. Come on. Oh, but, you should uh, see this YouTube video of those two where it's, it's an intervention that Russell Crowe is staging for Ryan Gosling. And he goes into the room and like, calls him in. It's like there's a counselor there and everything. And there's all this paraphernalia everywhere that's, you know, Ryan Gosling-based. And it's, hey, girl, this. There's stools and chairs and cushions <laughs> and stuff. And Ryan Gosling's like screaming at Russell Crowe, I never said it! I've never said that! <laughs> anyway, tangent from the top. Uh, it's alright, it's alright. I just really, I, I was looking through the cast list of at, which, you know, you can see how many episodes were each character in. Um, if you haven't looked, guess which character appears in the most episodes? Wolverine? Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two. What's the no- I was surprised by number two. Most appearing character? Yeah. Uh, Rogue? No. Jean Grey. It was Beast. Beast. It was Beast. Yeah. I was really surprised me. Be- well, uh, and Beast I- originally wasn't supposed to be part of the, the base team that made up the, the team. So For the animated series? For the animated series, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. I'm trying to remember, did they address his going blue in the animated series? Did they uh, go back to... Do they address the time that he wasn't? No. I mean, he was always Beast. Yeah, he was. I could never remember if they flashed back to it. Oh, to when he was just yeah, I regular old Dr. Hank McCoy. I, I think there yeah. was. I think there was. What, they, what I don't think they did, which I was always interested in the comic books, is how Beast further evolved to where he started to take on like a feline um, mm. uh, appearance. Like he was, because I, I guess he's kind of more apish, and then he becomes... Yeah. Uh, becomes feline and just for the record there was an opening there for a joke and i didn't take it (laughs) so let it slide on by points to me yeah yeah um another thing that struck me as i watched the episode and i know that this is true to lots of comics and lots of animated series um the clothes never change (laughs) <laughs> from from episode to episode, nope. same clothes every time. And I know that's part of continuity, and it's part of making things easier for if they have to do multiple drawings for different episodes at any one time. But, yep, I'm just going to wear this uh, pink shirt and, uh, and, and, and yellow raincoat every day and just rock that look. Wash your V-neck. I mean, he's locked in that chair. I mean, that guy, hopefully he just has he's got some, some Febreze stuff down there with him. So every once in a while he can, like, kind of give himself a little spritz because that's got to be a funky smelling chair. But, 
Yeah, Cliff, you're referring to Jubilee. Who? Yes. Let's, let's, I mean, come on. Uh, everything that's cool about X-Men, the animated series, none of it is Jubilee. <laughs> I'm sorry, well, but no one looks good in that color yellow. And the, the stupid goggles on her head and her weird earrings. I don't know. That's one of the do they go I with the... that look in the new movie, or do they go a different direction with her look? They true to it, didn't they? In, they give a nod to it, but it's not as garish. Uh, okay. Yeah. But... Garish. I don't think we've ever used that word on this show. You're classing up the <laughs> choice. <Seriously. laughs> well, this is like our SAT prep episode. Um, but, uh, no, oh, one of the things I really liked about the Honest trailer, uh, well, I liked everything about the Honest trailer. But uh, one of the things that's really funny in it is how it talks about like yeah because one thing the X Men needs is a is a sixteen year old or fifteen year old mall rat uh, hanging around with them that can shoot firecrackers. Yeah, that they have to save on a regular basis. All the time, yeah. She was their damsel in distress. Like she was, I I can't even. I'm she not, was the Zan and Jaina. She was the <laughs> Zan and Jaina of this of this series. I can't even name a specific episode, but I guarantee you can go through there and probably find a couple where. The X-Men went off to do something, and they told Jubilee to stay here, and she decided not to, and she went and ended up getting in some kind of trouble that almost sacri- like almost ruined the mission because they had to then save her. Oh, yeah. She and Kitty Pride is that who it is, the one who can walk through walls? That was her yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She and Kitty Pride, I think, did a bunch of stupid things. And that's another character that's a lot cooler in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that was um, – oh, who played that in the – Juno. Um, yeah, yeah. Name. Emma, uh, not Emma. Um, oh gosh. Oh, uh, well, I'm afraid not thinking of her name. I'm the not going to look it up just because I think it's funny. Because uh, I know I know why you can't think of the name. It's this phenomenon where like your brain's throwing up filters to help you think of the name. And one of the worse. things it's filtering is the name. So that's why when you stop thinking, it's about Emma something. I know it's Emma something. I don't think it's Emma something. Come on, Internet. Save us. It's Ellen Page. Ellen Page. It was started with an E. Ellen Page. Dad got it. Uh, I forgot Jennifer Garner was in that movie. Hmm. Sorry. In Juno? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a very jerky Jerry O'Donnell. Jason Bateman. Sorry, Jason Bateman. Bateman. Oh, I got him confused. Oh, Oh, sorry. I got him confused. Uh, one of them was always skinny. One of them got skinny. Okay. So. <laughs> that's, that's how you remember. No yeah. wonder you got classifies them by weight. That's the worst memory device ever. I'm sorry. Jerry O'Connell went from the stand by me kid to later being married to Rebecca Romaine. So he did it all right. He did all it right. is a tie index then right there. There you go. Right there. Um, any other thoughts on X-Men the Animated Series? <laughs> Do do I mean, Ryan? You talked about how you went back and watched it again. Did you? Did it scratch all the itches for you when you yeah. did? Was there ever a, a time when you were like, "Oh, no, no"? I, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, you know, it's '90s animation. You go back and and you've got issues of like mouths not syncing up with with the 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 voice work and stuff. And that's I mean, that's just a product of the time. You know, and there's there's definitely some very dated things in there where it's like, you know, oh, no, the VCR is broken or something. You're just like, what? Shut up, Grandpa. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's still I mean, X-Men, X, X-Men, that was my that was my comic, man. Like, I, I didn't yeah. have a lot of them. I, I didn't have a lot of comic books when I was a kid. 
but like one of the ones I had and I read and reread this comic book is like one issue of the X-Men where they go like off world. It's one of their alien adventure, uh, X-Men, X-Men missions. And I just, I, I love those guys. And like, there was a, there was like a, a made for TV movie that was kind of, uh, it was like loosely based on the X-Men. I forget, I forget what it was called. I was so excited when that came out and everything that was mutant power and all that stuff. Cause it, you know, it spoke to me at a time when I think it was supposed to speak to me of, you know, kind of not being comfortable with, with who you are and, and, and awkward and, and different and all this stuff that, you know, that, that are the themes of puberty and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, man, X-Men all the time, you know, until Fox gummed them up, but, uh, they're coming back. I feel like, I feel like they're getting fixed. So, um, but, uh, yeah, classic X-Men, always, always a special place in my heart. I'll kill anyone that says otherwise. <laughs> One thing that just did occur to me as, as, as we were wrapping up, uh, this discussion, how much, um, robots make violence okay. Yeah, you and can by kill that, robots. I mean, it's not yeah. you can, you, Wolverine can pull those claws out and just shred robots all day, and it's fine. Yeah, why do you, why do you think we had to deal with a droid army in the prequels? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's perfectly acceptable to just slash them to pieces. Yeah. Um, if it was anything else, it, it would be awkward. It would be awkward. If, it was, if we were watching it him slash apart murder. people. I want yeah, you to exactly. see this movie and then come back and talk. The new X Men series. Uh, well, I mean the 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 newest Wolverine. He's you know slicing and dicing and slashing and and gutting pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know it's it's there. It's there. Um, that reminds I, me. I, I'm sorry. The new Wolverine. If you haven't seen it, it's worth watching just for the scene in Night at the Museum Three, where Hugh Jackman makes an appearance. They, for whatever reason, they run out into into this musical. And Hugh Jackman's in the musical or whatever, and this guy wants to fight him, and so he does his Wolverine thing there on stage, and it's Hugh Jackman playing himself as yeah. Hugh Jackman. So he does his Wolverine like pose or whatever to fight the guy, and they're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "That's his Wolverine thing." I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> he does he does like the teeth and that, and he throws his hands out, and the, uh, it's it's funny, it's funny. So. Well, I I. I... I like to click through to see what actors and actresses that are doing voice work, what else they have done. Mm. And I just stumbled down a treasure trove. Okay. So the voice of rogue was played by Lenore Zahn, who of course she's playing, you know, that what rogue supposed to be for the Bayou, right? No, Lenore no. Zahn. Rogue, rogue is uh, from the South. Gambit's from well, the South. Also Gambit's by, she's just the South, yeah. okay, but she's, she's Southern. Um, uh, Lenore Zahn was from Sydney, Australia. <laughs> wow. So an Aussie is doing the voice of Rogue. But she was in some horrible B-movies I remember watching as a kid, including Defcon 4, Happy Birthday to Me, and Visiting Hours. Horrible horror film. None of those were no, was this before was the animated series? And this is where she before went to Before the animated series. No. After. Before the animated series, she did the, some of these horrible B-action movies and then got into voice acting, I guess, and went on to do um, – uh, it's it's all voice work from that point forward. She was in Rescue Heroes. She was in Bratz. Uh, she was in Stormhawks, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, she was in one episode of The L Word. Um, but it's, 
it's My Little Pony. It's Dragon Tales. Um, it's you know, it's all voice work. Uh, but there was some bad horror movies. I remember watching Defcon Four as a kid. Uh, Happy Birthday to Me and Visiting Hours, which I really was way too young to watch all of those, and they were kind of scarring. Um, <laughs> Happy Birthday to Me was all about the fact they were weird murders, like the the um, the uh, cover art is a guy getting a shish kebab shoved in his mouth the hard way. So anyway, but yeah, that's what she did before she was into voice acting. Uh, I think what voice acting was a wise decision. Mm-hmm. You're not going to taint my childhood. You can keep trying. <laughs> no, no, no. I think she, I think it's great that she went on to voice work. <coughs> I'm trying to see if there's anybody else to... Uh... I feel like Professor X, the, the voice actor who played him, I feel like he's familiar. He must have done things afterwards. He was uh, a lot of... Uh, well, not a lot, but several of the voice actors for the animated series were actually Shakespearean actors. Uh, oh. Including Professor X, Magneto... Ah, uh, shoot. Who's the other one? He did a, a television version of Anne of Green Gables. Um, a bunch. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, I'm trying to find. He's still. He was working up until 2015 for the Professor X voice. Um, what else we got? Yeah, he, and the guy that does Wolverine did Wolverine in like a lot of the video games and stuff too. Oh yeah, he was. He was forever doing that it's a fun watch i i I've, if if i had my hulu subscription back up and running i'd sit back and catch a few episodes of it but uh uh yeah especially i i think i dropped out before the later stuff i don't think i was on board for the sinister years so i know that those are your series you love the most ryan so well yeah that's because that was a lot of the apocalypse stuff too yeah yeah that was a good arc Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll need they, to. They did that. Uh, they also did uh, a really good Days of Future Past arc. Yeah, with Bi- I remember Bishop showing up. Bishop, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so much Cable. As much as I love the Cable comic, I don't remember as much of what Cable did on the animated series. I think Cable shows up. <sighs> I think he shows up for like a lot of the Sinister stuff because Sinister's whole thing was part of his whole thing was like his obsession with the Summers family line. Mm-hmm. Um, and the genetics and stuff. So, Did you ever notice, and maybe this is why it appealed to me as a teenage girl, every single one of these characters has a failed relationship. Like, they all want to be with each other, and it doesn't work out for anyone. So, mm. so it's a lot of, like, relationship angst, I feel mm. like. Yeah, and every relationship they've tried to be a part of got ripped apart largely because of their mutant powers. Yeah. So... Yeah, that is that is kind of unfortunate. Why can't it just work out? I know. Because then they it wouldn't be very interesting them. television. That's, That's true. true. That's true. And the same thing with you know, no good young adult novel starts out with they had wonderful parents. You know that just doesn't happen. <laughs> that were there for them all through their lives. Someone's going to be in a car accident before it's over. So. And we return to Batman. Yes, Full yes. <laughs> yes.
there's anything you want, if there's anything you need, McFeely's delivery brings it to you here with speed. Yes, our speedy delivery is a speedy delivery. Speedy delivery to you. Speedy delivery. Opening up the mailbag to find the ways you're interacting with us. Uh, Spanky Hunter. Uh, tweeted to us uh, and uh, said, hey, I ride better. Enjoyed episode 132. The sound was a bit screwy, just letting you know. <laughs> um, yeah, Sorry. I know. I, I know that's Peggy Hunter. We had a bit of a, a, a situation with uh, um, y- 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 you record and you think everything's fine. Then you find out that one member of the show, it didn't record them. It recorded the other people and you I have to go have to the no idea. I, like I said, I couldn't recreate that circumstance yeah. if my life depended on it. So I had to pull from our backup, and our backup records all three of us, um, and I had to do some massaging and some work on the audio to make it work, and yeah, it... It, I know it's a little screwy and a little bumpy, and it bugs me to listen to it, but I wanted to make certain we did release the episode, so I did my best to massage it and get it all just I, right. I think you should release there. just a version that doesn't have me in it at all, and just like, <laughs> you guys reacting stuff. Take that, down, like, hur, hur, whatever you're yeah. supposed to yeah. <laughs> Or just, like, insert the Charlie Brown adult voice, like, anytime uh-huh. I'm supposed to be talking, and then you guys reacting to it. Or just uh, random swearing from other episodes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's really actually not that hard to probably fill in my role. Mom, I'm recording. Mom, I'm recording the show. But one of my <laughs> one of the funniest things to me though is to go back and listen to just one track of audio uh, mm. from this thing. Like, just go back and listen to me. So it's like me talking and then pausing while you respond or whatever, and be like, ha, ha, yeah, that's it. I'm like, ah, that sounds so lame. That's such a terrible thing to do. <laughs> uh, I do it all the time anyway. All right. And Ryan, you had an interaction on Facebook, didn't you? Yeah, uh Freddie uh Rochelle, Rachel, Rachel. Freddie R said uh shared shared a little poem with us. I guess a picture of this poem. It goes like this. It goes, uh just met a guy. OMG, he was so fit. Handsome even. Never will I meet another like him. Caring, emotional, Nice. And his name is the first letter of each line. And it was then that I realized that, well, the first letter of each line spells out John Cena. <laughs> Such an appropriate poem. And uh, I and I responded. It I just told him, won't stop. It I told just him, like, won't <laughs> stop. Uh, I thought he might have posted this to the wrong page until I finally got to the last line and realized, oh, it's about John Cena. And at first I'm reading through this thing. I'm like, yeah, you're... You're not looking for I remembered it better. Oh, okay. There, yeah, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You are right up our alley. You are right up our alley. So, well done. Well played. I'm picking up what you're laying down, Freddie. <laughs> and with that, it's time to go back to present day. We hope that we haven't probably destroyed your childhood. If you'd like to suggest something for us to look back on, you can email us at IRememberedItBetter at gmail.com. You can follow the show at IRIBetter. Follow me at Reverend Geek, Ryan R. All Good 98 And where can they follow you, Genesee? Oh, they can go to Genesee.com, J-E-N-E-S-E-E, or find me on Twitter at Genesee. All right. If you missed any of that, you can find the info on this program by going to www.iribetter.com. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash iribetter. Our voiceovers are provided by Amy Breedlove. You can follow her on Twitter at voicework, that's voice, W-E-R-K, and through her website, www.amiebreedlove.com. They are uh, currently on a tour of uh, cons as well as down at Disney World, and I am very jealous in their Facebook feed every day. 
today. We are part of the Signals Media All-Star Network podcast family found at SignalsMedia.com. We can also see some, hear some great shows that Genesee is involved with. What do you got coming up? Oh, well, I actually have an episode uh, with a game called Albino Lullaby, which is a VR game. It's an indie game, and I did an interview uh, with their team, and that should come out sometime, hopefully this week, on the Gray Area Podcast. And Death Before Dishonor is an episode, gosh, like 170 at this point. Um, We're way off campaign, but it's a great show with an international (laughs) cast (laughs) playing Dungeons and Dragons. So come and see the riotous riotous show so can you tell tell me what type of virtual reality game it is like what kind of thing? yeah or... it's a single player uh game where it's very twisted you you start out as kind of a mystery in this strange uh dungeon where you hear all these crazy noises and you're kind of winding your way through dark tunnels and you end up encountering uh i'm not going to spoil too much of it but you end up encountering um they're called the children and uh mm-hmm. it's a lot of innuendo that things people have been cut up and there's pieces of saws and machinery everywhere and you kind of have to escape from this labyrinth uh, to get out of it and it's, it's quite scary in VR uh, <laughs> let me see if I understand this there's VR that's not pornography <laughs> yes. Pass. oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm well, please do check all that out. Both those great shows, uh, Ryan. You've had some fun on the uh, on the Death Before Dishonor in the yeah, past. Yeah, I, 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 I got to play in the sandbox uh, a little bit uh, a while ago. So it, it's a fun show. Bring your own dice and listen. Please rate us on iTunes. iTunes. Mm-hmm. iTunes. Please Word. rate us on the. Please rate us on the. No, I'm not going to do a bad accent. I will not do a bad Indian accent. I will not do. Come that. on, man. Why? No. You did, you- <laughs> You, you did the really bad British accent earlier. So. That's somehow less offensive. Please rate us on iTunes, and more importantly, tell your friends about us. Because they're white. <laughs> You're going to kill them. Oh. It's mission statement jo- of the show, Jensen. Yes. Join us soon for episode 134. We'll see you in the future. In the past. You're in, And you're in Harrisburg, right? Oh, I'm outside of Harrisburg, but it's the nearest okay. thing that people know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If only, if only I had known when I still I came to Harrisburg fairly often when I still lived in Pennsylvania. Oh, really? Uh, it was before, as before I was, you know, podcasting this show. That's like when I was just kind of doing guesting stuff and everything. Yeah, I was in uh, Allensville, which is just between Belleville and Huntington. So we would come up to Harrisburg every once in a while. Usually. Um, on the way to oh, where is it? They have that big Christian theater that um, I just yes, sit there stabbing. Yes, yes, yes. As I sit there stabbing my eyes when my church would make me take them, and I just <laughs> sat there shaking my head judgingly at everything oh, that happened on stage. No. That's not biblical. Nope, not at all. <laughs> not at all biblical. Man, right nope. are you, are you that guy? Right now? Like that's not how it was in the book. <laughs> no, what are they doing right now? <laughs> Well, You're saying I, he watches all the stuff everywhere, not just the Bible, like Game of Thrones. He's a guy going, yeah. that wasn't in yeah. the book. I, I turn into the Simpsons comic book guy at everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is not, there was no comic release that was in the prison with Joseph. That know. is not accurate. You don't know. Oh. You weren't there. You're reading one person's account. <laughs> okay. Oh, Oh, doesn't matter. I, there's I'm, there's so many things that I'm like kind of have my hand in. So just depends okay. on where you want to focus. Okay. 
You got is any of it Flarp? I don't know what Flarp is. <laughs> Flarp? Have you ever seen Flarp? <laughs> Flarp? It's it's um it was that um oozy um like uh, slime stuff that when you squeeze it it would make a fart sound. Oh my gosh, no! And um and one year at Christmas, my bro my uh, Emily got like got it for all of my brother's kids for like as a stocking stuffer. Mm-hmm. And my brother, of course, is the doctor, had bought all the kids, like, iPods and iPhones, and they just thought that flarp was the greatest thing ever. Like, they're, oh. they're just walking around at Christmas. Oh, you should have had them for this episode. Emily, Emily's, Emily's like, ah, oh, Emily became the cool aunt back here. That's amazing. I'm just going to go back to the comment section and criticize other people's stuff. You're, you are the, you are the real the, MVP of the internet. I'm like the Captain Planet of the internet. Like douche, lame, jerk. I heart. am Captain Internet. Heart. No, heart. <laughs> I am Captain Internet. I, I have to at least say this much. Oh, okay. why is it every tragedy shows me all the experts that I know on Facebook about everything? That's all I want to say. That's all I want to say. Every time it's a tragedy, You're I find out how many of my friends are experts at everything. Tempting fate. I know. You're tempting me, Cliff. I'm sorry. I'm stopping. Well, perhaps there's experts on Star Wars and Saved by the Bell that would like to weigh in on these articles. There you go. There you go. We're bring it back, Dennis. It's a guard. Yeah. Did, I just, did we just lose you, Jennifer? Yeah, you just lost me for a second. Sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> we lost you as you said his name. It was like, give it a go. God. The comment section of this article reads like an insane asylum. Oh, shoot. I didn't look down. I mean, just the people went like right off their rocker fast. Like normally I found that comment sections take a little while to ramp up or whatever. But this is like, you know, opinion, opinion, opinion. F*** you. (laughs) I'm just like, God. God." (laughs) So I was just reading some stuff on IMDb about the new live action Beauty and the Beast. And one oh, of the no. facts on here is that, according to Ewan McGregor, the hardest part about playing Lumiere was getting the character's French accent right, although his wife of 20 years is, in fact, French. He said his voice ended up sounding Spanish instead of French. <laughs> and it, it, it got me thinking about, like, um, Joey, and, like, anytime he tried to do an accent, it always ended up being, uh, on Friends, it always ended Jamaican. up being Jamaican, yeah. So he's like, he's the playing South the, will rise yeah, again, he's man. He's playing the Confederate uh, <laughs> colonel or something. He's like, the South will rise again, man. <laughs> oh, it's called Be Our Guest, right? It came to me finally. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It looks really exciting. I'm, I'm thrilled to see it. Because, you know, Emma's got to be struggling by now. I mean, Harry Potter's been over for a couple of minutes, so she's got to be broke by now, right? <laughs> she just got into some kind of legal trouble, right, for hiding... She was in the Panama Papers, yes. Yeah. She was listed in the Panama... Now, whether or not that was... Her or she, you know, her money being handled by someone she trusted that she didn't know it was there. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, that was kind of awkward that she turned up in the uh, in the in the Panama Papers. I do want to point out they're filming Walking Dead Monday, like, up the street from me. Oh, at the airport? No, or no, at up the, the street from the house. Yeah, they've, they've had Do Not Mow signs up up and down Old Greenville. The oh, last wow. cool. So, yeah. So I'm gonna cool. we we leave for the beach the next day, but I'm gonna see if I can't wander over there and <laughs> we'll see you in the background as an extra. Yeah, or, or just, just being chased just, by security. Just kind of shamble along. 
still gym clothes, like, meh. Sweaty. Zombie uh-huh. dead. Okay. Just don't shave the rest of your head. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could just leave leave the chemical burn like untreated and stuff, and just be like, "Nah, I do my own makeup." So. This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to signalsmedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really.